0: The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business.
1: Bonus episode, bonus episode, bonus episode.
0: Who gave you the rights to rewrite the theme tune? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, welcome to the show. We are doing a bonus episode. You probably realized, heck, it's not Wednesday. Bloody hell. They've released more than one in a week. Don't worry, we're not going to make a massive habit of it. But I'll tell you what is a bit strange is that I actually have an empty chair, an empty stool next to me because Rob and I are actually recording this remotely
0: which is dead unusual it's such a weird feeling so I know that any second now I'm
1: going to hear the theme tune whilst I'm looking at you from this angle not it's into very, your ear it's, it's dead strange the reason we're doing it is not because we've had a Barney or a Fallout it's just that we've quarantined Rob
0: it's currently <laughs> coughing and spluttering so if I have to mute suddenly you know why
1: there you go like, you almost did one there I noticed that you did a little <laughs> like a little bit of proof on you like, when you're calling from, when you've been you'd naughty you're, you're skiving off school and you're like um, I'm really ill. I've got a headache. Me dog's is... eating me homework.
0: Sit down, Fido.
1: <laughs> it's like, I've, I've got a really bad head. Why is your headache affecting your voice? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shall we get on with this bonus episode of the Let's show? Some fancy dance that You've got Rob. No magic Email trick. Show. Welcome, dude
0: friends hello this is rob and kennedy hello and email marketing heroes
1: we are back and we're here this week with an additional episode in addition to the usual scheduled performance free of charge this one's free this week so it's a free extra bonus on the extra bonusy freeness that we uh, that we usually do why the hell are we doing this though you might be thinking okay it's not wednesday why are the lads backing me lugs, rob any ideas
0: but yeah, we decided we'd do something special. Uh, well, you can decide if it's special. We think it's special. Uh, you see, every now and then we like we love to travel all over the place and speak at different li- live events and conferences and that kind of thing. So back last year, we went down to Northampton, which is the most difficult train journey you can imagine from where we live. So we took a train down to Northampton to speak at 2020 Sorted, our pal Janet Murray's amazing live event. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a blast, didn't we?
1: We had a really good time. We we shared a really good presentation. Actually, Rob and I were listening back to the presentation, just looking at what the hell did we talk about again. And we realized, actually, because of a lot of Janet Murray's audience, are course creators, online product owners, experts and coaches, similar to our podcast audience, we thought, you know what it is? Why don't we share the recording of what we shared during that presentation? Because we shared some great stuff about... Building a list, how often to email your list, how to share value, what to say in your email newsletters or in your emails, and how often to sell in those things. Our brief in general was from from Janet was, can you share with my audience how it is we create email newsletters that people find addictive and actually, heck, look forward to receiving? Imagine that.
0: Yeah, there were lots of shocked faces in the audience as well, because we said some stuff that really sort of goes against the grain. It's sort of contrary to what most people would do, or sort of conventional practice with email marketing. So uh, we thought we'd need to share this with you. You need to be able to hear what we said.
1: So let's use our time machine and the recording of that to head back in time to 2020 Sorted down in Northampton. All right. Oh, calm down. (laughs) Good. Put your hand up in the air. If you would like to create and send out email newsletters that people look forward to receiving, you would enjoy writing and actually make you sales. Can I get a hell yeah? Can I get one from Bella? Thank you, Bella. (laughs) Hello,
0: I'm Rob. This is Kennedy. Hello, We are from Response Suite. And for the past 17 years, we've had a rather bizarre job. I'm actually a comedy stage hypnotist, travelling around the world, hypnotising people and making them do crazy things, like you can see behind me. Kennedy is, in fact, a mind reader.
1: Yes. I I travel around the world, mainly at corporate events, using my skills of understanding human behaviour to make it look a lot like I, I know exactly what they're thinking. And then a few years ago... Rob and I joined forces with our insights into the human brain to found a software platform called Response Suite. But actually, we're not going to talk about Response Suite very much today at all. No, that's not why we are why we are here at all. We're here to
0: talk about email marketing because we think email is awesome. We think it needs to become one of the biggest priorities in your business. It's the one thing that you could focus on more in 2020 that we think will make a huge impact to so the sales, the profits, and the size of your audience as well.
1: The thing is with email, compared to any other platform in the world, email is data that you own. If Zuckerberg changes his knickers tomorrow and decides to not allow you to have that data of all those chatbots and stuff, you don't own the data and a lot of people are going to go out of business. That's not the case when it comes to email marketing. You own that data. And it's known around the world that email is the single highest converting sales mechanism that you can scale in your business. That's why we're talking about it today. The question is, I suppose, where does email fit into your content strategy? It's a pretty good question. Yeah, indeed. It's not a separate
0: thing. It isn't something that just works in harmony with your content plan. It's actually something that becomes part of your content plan. So just as right now, today, you might have been planning content you're going to put on Facebook or YouTube or a podcast. You can actually think about email in exactly the same way and realize that it fits
1: perfectly together. Let's see how it actually fits in. So basically, email and content sitting in a tree, (laughs) K-I-S-S-I-N-G. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. much more campiness to follow, please. So where does it fit? Well, the thing is, how do you build your list? And then when you've got an email list, what the hell do you send to them? And what's it got to do with content? Very simply... When you write a blog post, you put one out there, why don't you use that to entice people to join your mailing list? You do the same thing with that LinkedIn post you put out, and you do the same thing with your podcast episode. Drive people from your content, Huzzah, Harry Potter style, from your content into your email list. Because you're already doing content. Why not use that in order to build a bunch of data that you actually
0: own? Now, what becomes lovely about this is now we flip it on its head and we send all of that same stuff exactly the same way. You can now send emails to your list, sending them straight back to all of your existing content. And it creates this really nice little infrastructure where your content supports the growth of your list and um, maintains that relationship with them. But also your emails drive everybody back to your content. Because the truth is, it doesn't matter how good your blog is or how good your podcast is, a lot of people will listen to an episode. Episode, they'll watch a video, they'll read a blog post, and then they're busy people. They'll get on with their lives. So if you aren't focused on pushing them onto your email list and then actively working to send them back to that content, then it's going to start to dry up. Your audience for each of those things isn't going to grow as fast as it could if you can keep that
1: momentum going. Does that make sense? Yes. Good. Awesome. So with that said... Let's talk about what actually goes into emails. The big thing that we see as a mistake that people make in their emails when you're sending them out is they don't ask people to do anything. Every single email you send out needs to ask for some kind of action. Please write that down. Do not send another email out without asking people to do something at the end of it. So what kind of things can you do? Well, the first thing you could do is you could link to content. So here's an example of a piece of content. So here's an interview we did on our podcast the email marketing show with Janet. And you might put an email out that says, check out our interview with Janet Murray. Mate, it's free in only 20 minutes. It'll change the way you write for good. And then you put the link in and now people from your mailing list are consuming that content. Which means you can now control more of the eyeballs and ear holes that consume that bit of content. That's the first
0: one. Now, of course, you can also send people to your social media content. Maybe you've just written a post on LinkedIn that you're particularly proud of and you want to tell more people about it. Don't just leave it to the algorithm on LinkedIn to show it to people who might be interested. You can take that piece of content, if it serves a marketing or sales agenda, and you can send it out in an email. Put, put it back in front of them that way. The same would go for any other of the social
1: platforms. Totally. So also you could send them to downloads of stuff as well. <laughs> if you're not using quizzes a lead generation method to build your list, With really active people, here's a great free resource I think you'll get loads out of, and a link to a free resource. Easy, right? Great description of what you're going to send
0: them to and then just pop a link straight over to that place. So you're already creating the thing, send more people to it, and it creates this kind of loop, right? And finally, most importantly, our personal favourite thing is you can send them to some kind of paid offer where you'll sell them some kind of product, your service, your software in our case, whatever it is that you want to sell them to, literally send them directly there. That's the one thing that we do the most of as you're going to find out as we go through this. So as an example, we would say, I've just hooked you up with a 14-day trial of our survey and quiz software response suite for just one dollar through this special link and then a link that they click on and takes them there simple
1: we can all do that we've all got content we've all got social media posts and we've all got offers to send people to you can literally go and do that in your next email that you send tonight or tomorrow but it sort of begs the question why are these people on our list
0: Exactly. You might be wondering, why are these people on your list? And you might be... Who's, who feels scared when they send their emails out? That people might unsubscribe, people might not like them very much. If you're honest, it's more hands than that. Okay, well, you've got to realise people have subscribed to your list for some kind of reason. Now, it could be... It could be an opt in bribe. You've probably heard the lead magnet mechanism. We use it. Janet uses it. Everybody here hopefully uses it. You give them some kind of freebie, you get them to join your list, and now they're going to start to hear from you regularly going forward. You've probably Another done that. option that a lot of people
1: don't think about is what if they were opting in to actually receive your emails? Like, what if the thing you send them was the thing they were looking forward to in the first place, rather than, "Would you like this free thing?" And oh, surprise! I'm spamming the shit out of you. (laughs) So let me give you an example of how I do that in one of my one of my businesses. I have a newsletter, that a newsletter subscription service for other entertainers trying to build their businesses. So I have a a list that I email every single day. Whoa! That was the the exact reaction we wanted. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, today, this morning at five thirty, that's what I was doing. So this is this is the opt in page for that thing. There's no bribe. It's literally get my famous gig, getting daily emails direct to your inbox. They're free. And now, if I don't email them every day and not committing and not I'm not achieving and not doing the thing I said I was going to do, they want my help. They want me to show up in their inbox every single day in order to get my advice. Because why else are people coming to us? They want our advice. So why don't we give more of it to them?
0: Right. The brief that we had to put this presentation together was to talk about how you can create email newsletters that people actively look forward to receiving. Just to put this into context, he sent out an email every single day for four years until last Monday when he was travelling home from Vegas and accidentally missed a day due to time zones and not being able to get Wi-Fi. When that happened, he got a bunch of emails saying, is
1: everything okay? The shocking thing is, what percentage of those emails do you think... I make a sales pitch in. What percentage? 100. (laughs) Shocking. And it's the the greatest thing that happens in this business. So this presentation, what we're actually going to talk about is three things. We're going to share with you what to write in those email newsletters so that people look forward to them, you enjoy writing them, and you don't run out of content. We're going to show you how to write for engagement rather than people scroll past or unsubscribe. And we're going to show you how to segue, which I thought was pronounced Sieg, (laughs) until half an hour ago (laughs) into selling yes so let's begin right at the very beginning
0: with what are you actually going to write in your emails who has the dreaded sense of fear when you log into your email marketing platform you look at a blank email and you go what the hell happens now yeah well that's what we're going to cover here and it's very very simple it really is simple we roll on a principle of soft teaching and you know what that is Okay, we'll dive into that. Yeah, let's go into that. It's all about the what and the why. So whatever it is that you teach, whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you offer, you know loads of things that your audience don't know, and that's why they're following you. And if you break all of those things down, you want to talk about the what and the why, but not the how. So to go into a bit more detail on that, think about whatever it is that you teach. So in his case, teaching how to get gigs as an entertainer, a very riveting subject. And what you want to do is he'll talk about the fact that you need to run Facebook ads. That's valuable content. He'll talk about the fact that you need to have a social media schedule and things. That's valuable content. He'll talk about the fact that you have to be actively reaching out to your ideal clients. That's valuable
1: content. I'll talk about the fact you've got to post X number of times on a certain, certain channel. I'll tell them all of the what. And I'll also inspire them as to why that's important. So it's not empty content. These are the things that we absolutely have to be doing. Have you thought about it this way? Have you thought about it that way? What I don't teach them is the step-by-step how to do it. So now there's curiosity and there's desire.
0: That's right. Now, the second thing you need to inject into it is personality. We've met as many of you as it's possible to meet over the last two days, and every single person in this room has a unique and distinctive personality. And from some of the stories we've heard from some of the speakers across the course of the weekend, we know that some of those speakers initially were scared or found it difficult to take their personality and put it out there, because like we've said, some people don't have a luxury handbag personality. (laughs) Now, we all have those things that we get told... And those things that we tell ourselves that make us think we can't do it. For a long time, we said, are we the right people, really, to front a serious business software solution? No. (laughs) It turns out, no. But we had to just get over that voice in our head and say, actually, yes, screw it. It's all right. We can go out. We can be who we are. We can be eccentric and weird. And and some people will like it. Some people won't. And that's okay. And the more you can polarise people, the better results you're going to get with this. Tell them what
1: happened when you swore in an email last week. So last week, I swore in an email. I said the S word. Shit. (laughs) Just for you. You were wondering. Don't mean to sound condescending. That means to talk down to people. (laughs) I said shit in this email. I got this reply from this guy which said, It's really offensive. I'm unsubscribing. It's terrible. And everyone but else is going to hate everyone's you. everyone's going to hate you. So I just reply to the guy said, I'm really sorry that you were offended, but I'm going to be honest, if you don't like the use of profanity here, you're going to really hate it in my content and in my products. If we don't get along, if you don't like the way that I use slang in my emails, and if we haven't met in real life, you're not going to like me either. So that's okay. There are people who are different to me, and here's some of them. You should go and follow them, because I think you'll get on better with them. <laughs> Thanks, mum. <laughs>
0: And those people can unsubscribe, and that's perfectly okay. Who feels a little bit disheartened when you start to see people unsubscribing for the first time? I know I did back in the day. That's okay. They were never going to buy anything from you anyway, and they're costing you money being inside your email marketing platform. So they can go and find someone else that's going to help them better. Does that make
1: sense? Good. So how the hell do you sit down every single day at 5.30, like I do in the morning, looking at the beach, wondering, how am I supposed to... (laughs) Hang on, can we just point out?
0: You don't live in Miami, you live in Whitley Bay. (laughs)
1: As you North, were. North Time now. So, <laughs> <so, laughs> it. Um, so, what's that? Yeah. How do you How do you like sit in any place, a beach or not a beach, and look at that open open that email every single day at five thirty and think I've got something to say? The way I do it is using stories, story lessons. Literally, a bit of TMI for you. But as I'm standing there doing my hair, I'm really thinking in that morning before I sit down and do that email. I'm thinking, what happened yesterday? What did I do yesterday? What did I hear about yesterday? And what is the lesson for my audience that I can drive from that?
0: Now, what we're talking about here in terms of stories are simple things. We got the train down on Tuesday, whatever day it was. We got the train down from Newcastle. And on the way here, we found seven things that occurred to us where we looked at each other and said, That's a story. That's an email. And that's what you start to do. The minute you start to look for it, you start to notice things happening. In fact, over the past couple of days, as we've been hanging out with you people, we've seen things happen and we've remarked on them And you'll remember them happening. Things you'll go home and you'll tell your friends about, oh, this really funny thing happened when we were in the hotel bar, when this thing happened, when that guy said that thing. But all of those things, they're they're inspiration for stories that you
1: can put in your email. For example, today's email to my entertainers list was about Bella's presentation yesterday and talking about emotionally charging different elements of your business. And that's what you should aim to do. That's a great lesson, but I haven't taught you how. But there's still value in being inspired to do that and having people leave and go, oh, I should look at how do I emotionally charge my marketing? How do I emotionally charge my business? So that's only something that happened yesterday and straight away, what's the lesson from that? So what you're looking for is the simple things. They don't have to be funny.
0: Some of them will be. Some of them can be sad. Some of them can be emotionally raw. You can talk about times you've doubted yourself and the things you found difficult. You just have to look at something that's happened to you that can be relevant to your market. But bear in mind it can be somewhat shoehorned. Often our emails are shoehorned
1: in. Llamas for sale. No, alpacas. For alpacas sale.
0: for sale was one of my subject lines, and then we shoehorned it across into the, into the point of the email. I'll tell you about that in a bit. And so you can think about anything that happens to you that becomes the basis for your email. Think we can do that? Good. We all had yesterday, so we're pretty good for content. Good. <laughs> Fabulous. And when good. you run out of days, you don't need to do email marketing anymore, okay? Morbid as hell, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: Keep tomorrow's writing. email. That's tomorrow's email. Rob was morbid. Excellent. Good. So that's what to write. That's what to write. You, need, what to you write. know what you need to
0: write. You're going to take stories from your life. They don't have to be about your thing. Stories from your life, and you're going to tell them to people who like you and care. Good. Have we written that one down? Are we moving on? About how to write them to make them addictive. Ready for that? Oh, yeah. We want to write emails that people look forward to receiving. People get excited about,
1: and they email you if you ever miss one. That's what we're going to talk about. So when someone joins your mailing list, the first thing we do, whenever they come into our business, the very first thing we do is we put them through what we call our getting-to-know-you sequence. Getting to know you, getting to know We're big musical theatre fans, I'm sorry. And yes. Along the way,
0: you need to now find out a bit more about them and tell them about you. You need to prep them up for what they can expect. Now, you should do this whether or not you're doing the old lead magnet method or whether you're doing the opt-in for a daily dose of me method. Either those things are fine. Your first job is to set their expectations of what they can expect to receive from you going forward. If you're going to email them every day, that's totally fine. You just need to kind of set that expectation. Now, that could be set by the page they opted in through, if that's what you've done, or it could be set in that very first email. And it gives them the choice at that moment to either say, yes, I want to commit to this, or no, I want to unsubscribe, I don't want to hear from you ever again.
1: Obviously, this getting to know you sequence is a whole lesson in and of itself, but wanted to give it to you as an idea for now. Got it? Okay. Now,
0: what we've just done there is actually to set you up for what is next, because he just said that's a whole lesson in itself. Who would like to receive that lesson? Of course you would. So what we've just done is we've given you a question. We've given you something to think about. We've given you something that's not quite finished. It's an unfinished piece. We'll have to do that because we've only got half an hour. We need to cram in as much as we can. But the problem is our brains need answers. We don't like that feeling of not knowing what happened next. How many times have you walked past somebody in the street, seen somebody that you recognize and thought, where the hell do I know them from? And it bugs you for days and days and days because our brains need answers. We don't like unfinished thoughts and unfinished lessons.
1: And so we need to start using things called open loops in our emails. So let's talk about some actual types of open loop to go and use, that you can practically go and use. Let me run you through some. The first type of open loop, which opens up that loop and leaves a big gap gap in it that makes people want to open your next email and the next one and the next one, creating this completely unfinished chain and creates addicts to your emails. The first one is what we call lists. And that's where you get a thing which says, I'm going to show you nine ways... To make more sales with email, you give them the first six, and you say, I'll give you the next three tomorrow. Am I opening the next email? Of course I'm Absolutely. opening the next email. I've got to complete that thing. So that's the first one. What's missed. just
0: happened there is somebody's now become literally addicted to your emails. They have to find out what's happened next. They can't unsubscribe. Which takes us on to the second one, which is what we did before. That's a whole lesson in itself. So when you're writing an email, there's, there's probably instances where you're going to sort of cross, cross-reference something else. So let's imagine you do social media and you're writing an email about Instagram. You might include a sentence that says, make sure you use the right hashtags. In brackets, that's a whole lesson in itself. I'll tell you about it another time. People now have to hang around because they want to know what your three-part hashtag strategy is. So that, but by saying that's a whole lesson in itself, I'll tell you about it another time,
1: that leaves that lovely open loop. The third one is time-specific open loops. So it's things like, tomorrow I'll show you, or on Friday you'll get... And now we're opening that up again for that expectation of, oh, tomorrow I really need to open that email and figure out what that thing is.
0: Number four is a bit more casual. It's a bit more excited. It's a bit more conversational. It's wait until I tell you about, or I can't wait to tell you about this, the time when this thing happened And that was hilarious. And again, people have to hang around now. They need to know what happens next. So it's a bit more conversational, a little bit more casual.
1: That'll suit some people's style better than others. The next one is to report back. That's where you say, I'll let you know how I get on tomorrow. So today I'm going on a flying lesson. I'll let you know how I get on tomorrow, hopefully, (laughs) for example. Or ask for (laughs) feedback. And And then you'll say, I'll tell you the results of that at the end of the week. So now we've got that expectation once again.
0: Yes. Good. The next one is about restricted by space and time. Now, I would use this relatively sparingly, because otherwise it becomes a little bit predictable, but it's one to scatter in every now and then. You can talk about the fact that you've run out of space in this email. This email is getting quite long, because that's right, space, emails have a limited amount of space. Um, but this email is getting quite long now would be a typical way of doing it, so I'll tell you the rest another time or tomorrow. Uh, the other one of this, and it's a little bit more interesting, is my flight's about to board, I'll tell you more tomorrow. So if you were, if you were writing your email from the, uh, from the departure lounge or from the gate of an airport when you're off to do something, you'd write a story about something hilarious or funny or interesting that happened to you at the airport, and you can wrap it up with my flight's about to board, I'll tell you the rest tomorrow. And it shows them a picture of what your life looks like. We all like behind the scenes documentaries and things. It's the reason why soap operas are so popular. We love to see inside people's lives. This allows them to like paint a little picture of how fun and exciting you all are for themselves. (laughs) Okay. So, the, le- the next one is busker technique. Now, as entertainers, we have lots of other friends who are entertainers, and a bunch of our friends are buskers in the street. They perform for a living, and their job is to build a huge crowd of people, entertain them for a while, and then convince them to part with their cash. A really great technique that buskers, like magicians, would use is they would take something like a, a watch or a wallet or a fork or an envelope, and they'd give it to somebody in the audience, and then they'll give something else to somebody else in the audience at the start of the show. Those people now can't leave. Those people have to be there for the full show, otherwise they've stolen something. <laughs> right. Likewise, if you borrow something from a member of the audience at the start of the show and you don't give it back until the end, that person can't go anywhere either. We can use this principle in our marketing by getting them involved in the thing. For example, as response rate owners, we're big fans of running surveys. If you send out a survey to your list asking for people's opinion on something, and you're going to tell them the results tomorrow, they're now emotionally committed in that thing. Or if you say, I'm about to release this new course, would you help me vote on a book cover? Again, those people are now committed to that thing. They've become involved in it. They're holding the fork and can't leave. So we call it busker technique.
1: Yeah. The final way of doing that, of course, is to say, do this thing, And tomorrow, I'll tell you what to do with it. Oh, so I'm going to do the work. Tomorrow, I've got to come back. Otherwise, I've wasted my time doing the work. The next one is that you should never run out of ideas. That's what's great about this entire process. Because you're only talking about the things that happened yesterday, you're not trying to invent new stories. You're literally sharing your life with people. It brings people closer to you. It's all done through much more honesty, and you can't run out of ideas.
0: Now, you can cheat at this a little bit. And sometimes loads of things will happen in one day. You'll just have a disastrous day and everything's funny. You can just make little notes in your phone. We've both got notes in our phone of the things that happen to us on a daily basis. On the way down, six or seven things happen. We just made a list of them all. And then we make a little note, a little sort of key about what happened. And then we'll come back to that. when we, If we ever just think, oh, I didn't do anything yesterday. I didn't leave the house. Well, first of all, not leaving the house. There's a story. I didn't leave the house yesterday. That becomes an email. But if you don't want to go that far, then you could literally say, okay, great, what happened to me last week? And I'll talk about that.
1: I once had a day where I had nothing to say. I hadn't left the house, nothing had happened. So my email was about, isn't it awful when you open up an email and you've got no idea what to write? I was writing about the fact I had nothing to write about.
0: That's also a story. Very meta. So that's the second thing. You now know what you're going to write, you know, why you're going to do it, you know all of those things, and you know how you're never going to run out of ideas. Now, we'll move on to the probably the most exciting bit. Which is how to sell. Who would like to be able to sell more stuff in their emails? Yeah, makeable sales from that
1: list that you're building anyway.
0: Now we've already cheated a little bit because we've already told you that you're gonna probably email more often than you already are. we have had lots of conversations with people who email their newsletter once a month, once a week, maybe a couple of times a week. You don't have to do it every day. We would say a minimum of three times a day, five three to times seven week. times. Sorry, three times a week, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long You're weekend.
1: not Thomas Cook. <laughs>
0: Um, So, yeah, we recommend, like, a minimum of three times a week. Uh, More likely, five to seven times a week is our favorite thing to do. And uh, I can see some confused faces. Honestly, that's okay. It doesn't matter who your audience are. You can email them every day, and they'll like you for it.
1: They will, as long as they know that's what's going to happen. That getting to know you sequence is really going to help. That's a lesson for another day. They're catching on. Damn. So, why? (laughs) Behave. So, finally. Why have you got a sound? I think it's really important to sell. I've had discussions with so many people about the importance of selling. Let's give you some quick ones right now. First of all, we know that everybody values something that they pay for. How many times, and be absolutely honest, have you opted in for a free thing and never read it? Who's done that? Who's done it more than 10 times? Yeah. Yeah, People got because there's no value in free. Get people to pay something, now they're going to consume it. They see it as higher value, right? Secondly... If you don't make sales, you won't be around in business to help them very much longer, which is doing a disservice to those people who really want your help. And finally, you get to build
0: a higher value, uh, not quite finally, you get to build a higher caliber community. Who knows the people that pay you money are more kind of committed to their outcome than the people who haven't paid you
1: any money? Less trolls, for example. Less trolls, exactly. First and finally, people who want your best stuff, they actually know that the best stuff actually costs money. So how do you sell by email? Let's rattle through these. First of all, don't change the voice. Don't suddenly go from content, content. Now, buy this thing. All right. And we
0: see sales presenters do it all the time if they're newer to it. People who present from the stage or maybe sell one-on-one. They're not quite comfortable enough yet to just chat the same way. So stay exactly the same Keep you your are.
1: personality. And also, your offers should be about helping each person and not selling your product. Please write this down. It's so important. This, no, selling your product should be about helping the people and not be about selling your product. Right? Okay. So, here's some ways to seek... <laughs> into an offer. I think it's going to catch on. I I think think it is going to catch on. on. Without having to throw open your mouth, obviously. Right. So I'm going to rattle through them because we're like four minutes from the end or something or three or something like that. First of all is the product element story. So I've got a course module in my course called the email, called an email marketing strategy. So I might say do some kind of story about disengagement when I fell asleep watching a film or something, and then say engagement is one of the most important elements of your whole email marketing strategy. But that shit's complicated, right? Don't worry, we've got the whole thing mapped out in a simple infographic inside the email marketing strategy system, which is module two of the Super Online Profit Ninja 2K program.
0: And all we do is we just link the words, the keywords, and they click on that and take them straight across to it. Dead casual. Sales in the PS,
1: this, is, this has been huge for me. This is probably the highest return thing I do in my emails. So I talk. I do an email at the end I say, cheers, Kennedy. If you want to run surveys that integrate with your email marketing system so you can send the best emails that people love to receive, we've hooked you up with a response suite account for just a dollar for 14 days. Get started, go to this link, go.
0: Now, if you're struggling to segue from your story into the pitch, don't worry about it. Don't. Just end the story, end the lesson, and then put it all in the PS.
1: Yep. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. And it's actually it's actually sometimes more effective. Two links are better than one. So this is a typical email from me. I just received a message from a listener to the email marketing show who wanted to know how to vary the call to action instead of saying click here over and over again. She's right. It can get boring, right? Blah, 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 blah. Check out this week's episode. And I've got a link here and a link here. Having two links in an email will significantly increase the number of people who click and then complete.
0: We should point out those links are going to the same place. Don't try and distract people with different calls to action.
1: So that is really about how you can send more emails, how you can make more sales with them and not feel eggy doing it. So basically, email is the keystone to your content marketing. One absolutely feeds the other. That was an absolute load of fun. Actually, if you want to hear about other places we're speaking at, make sure you go over to theemailmarketingshow.com and sign up for alerts about new episodes of this show. But also, we tend to let people know where we're going to be appearing, where we're going to be speaking at other events to that list as well. So, the email marketing show.com for that. If you, want to, if you want the show notes on that episode, well, you can go over to exactly where, Robert? Just go
0: to the email forward slash sorted nice and easy that's and you better really
1: find them all there that's really really easy if you haven't already make sure you leave us a review and s- smash that subscribe button on your podcast player any final words Rob?
0: just thank you for joining us we look forward to seeing you back on the regular schedule where hopefully I won't have this darned cough
1: we'll see you next week back on Wednesday i actually forgotten how funny you were until listened back to that